So yesterday we began a discussion of similarities between a Beis HaKnesses, a Shul, and the Beis HaMikdash. So I just want to add a few more pieces before we go back to the Halachas of Beis HaKnesses. So one thing we didn't mention yesterday is that there's a concept of the Bima, where we lean, where we lean from Kriyat's Torah, should be the Emtza HaBeis HaKnesses, that should be in the, in the middle of the Shul. The Rambam says, that everyone should be able to hear the leaning, and that would actually apply to the Batfila as well. It should be situated in a place where everybody can hear. So in most shuls, they they do have the Batfila in the front, but hopefully everybody can hear. As far as leaning, we do put it in the middle. So the Beis Yosef uh, brings that another reason, is that everybody should feel close to the Sefer Torah. That if the Sefer Torah was all the way in the front, so then the people in the front would say, okay, we're the ones that are close to the Torah, and people that sat in the back would feel... Uh, like left out. So therefore we try to have it as much to the center as possible. This is how the Beis Yosef says the source of our minhag. The Chassam Soifer was very uh, strong about this, that the Bima has to be to Beis Again, he was fighting the reform, and that's why he wrote uh, several tshuvas to strengthen our minhagim. Um, Rav Moshe and the Mishabura say it's not Ma'akiv. That's just a Zecher, but it's not Ma'akiv. The Zecher would be a Zecher to the Mizbeach HaPnimi that was Be'emtza in, in, the, in the Beis HaMikdash. Um, so that would be another resemblance between the Beis HaMikdash and the Shul. There's another halacha that we face, the Aron Kaddish, we face the Sefer Torah. We'll discuss in a, in a, in a later shear if, let's say, the, the Shul, the front of the Shul is facing a different direction, where a person should face, but the Minog is to face the Aron Kaddish. Again, when you, it's similar to the, to the Beis HaMikdash. <clears throat> There's another halacha that the Shul, the Beis HaKnesis, is supposed to be the highest building in town, and this... The Nois Kalim say resembles the the base HaMikdash. We're supposed to be on Har Habayis, Bahar Shemira. You have you have uh, everybody looking up to the base HaMikdash as the tallest building in town. So, when building a shul, there are certain communities that were able to do this. Do this in the Kiryas Yoyel, and I think in Rehovot and uh, Kiryat Sefer, you have the the main shul is on top of the hill, and it's beautiful and that everybody looks up to the shul. So even if one lives in a community where the you know there's different uh, buildings there that are much higher than the shul, but at least the machshav over here is that the shul is supposed to be the the highest building in town. Whether that means it should be the nicest, it should be taken care of, whatever that means in a practical way. But that's also similar to the base hamikdash. There's a concept of putting candles in shul, just like the base hamikdash. You have a ner tumid. Many shuls have a ner tumid that's always lit. Some shuls have even a gas, uh, you know, pilot light. So a person should be careful having gas there, but that is also a minog in Klai Yisrael to have a ner tumid in the shul. There's a discussion if, in, in the Yechavadah, Rabbi Vadi Yosef was asked, do we need a paraiches in front of the Aron Kardash? Meaning, let's say someone donated a beautiful wooden uh, Aron, and with a nice wooden finish, and they don't want someone to put a uh, you know a cheap curtain in front. So is is that necessary? Or perhaps we would say you do not need to have a curtain there. So Rabbi Vadia says that he brings down that parechas perhaps is somewhat zecher lemikdash. There was a parechas in front of the Aron Kaidash. So he says if you have no choice, at least put a parechas inside the. The, the walls, meaning you open the, you have the nice wooden finish on the outside, and then inside when you open those doors, you will have a parechas. But again, this would not be ma'akev as well. If you look in the Rishonim, when they discuss, when they discuss washing your hands in the morning, some of the Rishonim say that the reason why we wash our hands before davening is like getting ready 
for the Avoida, the same way, the Kahanim would wash themselves from the Kiar. So another uh, place where we see this concept of a person getting ready as if he's going to the base of Middash, it, it keeps with the theme of, of what we're saying. There's a, there's a concept of a, uh, of a menorah in the shul, which we mentioned, the candles also somewhat uh, a to the base of Middash. So <clears throat> if you think about it, we have on one hand the Rishonim we mentioned yesterday that say there's an actual obligation midaraisa of esmikdashi tiro that there's a isur daraisa for someone to be mavaza the base of Many Rishonim learn that that would not apply necessarily to uh, to a base knesses, but there are those that said yes. The same way it says esmikdashi tiro, and then it says ve'ehi lahem lemikdash mat. So then there would there would be a uh, isur daraisa to uh, to not have proper respect to the base to the to the knesses. So the Debrei Chaim writes that. At the end of the day, you could talk about being deraisa, uh, derabanan. Once we we uh, have a makom, and now we say there's hashras hashchina there. So now that shul bec- elevate is is elevated to a, a place where the shchina will, will rest, will uh, will be, and therefore any bizoy now is a bizoyin to Akadosh Baruch Hu, and that's a problem of a deraisa. Lamashal. Let's say there's a concept of, of, of a Kriya Satira. So even if laning Shabbos Mincha is clearly only from Takana's Ezra, so if a person walks out in the middle of laning and says, so isn't, isn't that an Isra Daraisa of being Mavaza, the, the Kriya Satira, even though technically there's no obligation mid the to hear laning? It probably is never an obligation mid the to hear laning, maybe Parsha Zachar, Parsha Para, but to leave Shul in the middle of laning, that would be an Isra Daraisa of Bizoy. Of Tyra. So the same thing would apply over here. Even if you, so David Chaim says, even if you want to tell me that there's no real derisa of Esmedosh Tiro when it comes to the basic Nessus, but once we are, we set, we establish it as a shul, and now the Shechina is here, if a person to, to be Mavazit, that would be a level of a, of a derisa. <clears throat> just one more thing I forgot to add that we, we, we just another similarity I'm looking at my notes between a shul and the in the base uh, and the base of mikdash is that in the base of mikdash when a person would go through dangerous places there was a concept of bringing a carbon taida so Rav Hesher Shechter says that you have the same concept in shul that a person travels a person was sick they come to shul and they bench gaimel similar to the uh, carbon taida okay now the Nefesh Harav of Salvechik is quoted as saying that when we look at the sh- when we when we look at the similarities between a shul and a and a, a base hamikdash, we're going to see that there are certain halachas that actually are different. And he had a nice way of explaining it. He said like this: that in our in in the base hamikdash, that is base elikim, that's base kel, as a as a, the pasuk in Vayetzi says, that's God's house. When we have a base haknesses, so it's really our home, and we're inviting Hakadosh Baruch Hu to our home. So perhaps we could be a little more makel in how we do things, because really it's it's our home, it's our uh, turf, as opposed to the base hamikdash. The base hamikdash was God's home, and we're going to God. So he said again the same theme we've been saying the last couple of shurim that the more we invite Hakadosh Baruch Hu to our ho- to our home to our to our uh, shul, the more he's invited, the more he feels welcome there. The, the longer he'll stay, the more he'll uh, he'll care about our tzvilos, our bakashas. So by a person giving significance to his shul, so then he uh, you, you're elevating it, and Hashem it will be more of a mikdash ma'at 
than if you just leave it as is and, you know, shul is a place to run in, chapaminian, and that's it. So the more you put into the shul, the more shechina uh, will, be, will be found there. So we're going to move on in the Chai Adam to the, to the halachas, the specific halachas of a basic Knesset. The first thing that he discusses here is, can a person walk into shul for no reason? It's very hot outside. A person needs, he left his keys in his stender, his car keys. Can he walk in there to get something uh, for no reason? Or is there a problem of entering a shul? Uh, you're, not, you're not using the shul for anything of Kedusha. So, Mirza Hashem, I'm sorry for cutting this year short, but we'll get to this tomorrow. We'll discuss the halachas of going into a shul for no reason. Can I use shul as a shortcut? I got to get to the outside. There's a nice shortcut through the shul. I left something there. I need a pen. Can a person just walk into shul for no reason at all to save himself from the rain, from the, from the cold? So, we'll get to this in Mirza Hashem tomorrow.